Here are several reasons why you should choose Tally and Twine Watch Company. Number one, we offer a two-year product warranty, so don't worry about fading or malfunctions. Number two, there's no risk to you. We offer both free shipping and free returns. Number three, the number seven represents completion and reminds you to finish what you start. Number four, why buy a lookalike watch when you can wear a true conversation piece? Number five, your satisfaction is guaranteed and we have hundreds of reviews to prove it. Number six, you can choose from our metal, leather, or canvas timepieces and we have styles for every occasion. Number seven, we offer the best features at the best value, hands down. Tally and Twine Watch Company, it's time to make your mark. What's good, everybody? Um, I will post this later. I don't want to go live because I don't know if my phone is going to die or if I'm going to have spotty signal. So I'm going to record this and I'm going to post it later. Um, excuse my appearance. I'm not trying to let the sexy out uh, with my chest hairs, but I'm wearing my Superman tank top today because um, I now live in North Carolina and it's 84 degrees. So um, I'm going to protect myself from the warmth and I'm, uh, you know, and I'm out here about to go drop some stuff on. I'm channeling my inner Eton Thomas because I got on my um, long hair, don't care scarf um, as I grow my hair out. But um, the, the title of this, I, I kind of wanted to share something real quick that's, that's been on my heart. I mean, obviously there's been a lot going on um, with the, the things that have happened in Minneapolis with George Floyd um, and him being murdered um, by the police officer while three other uh, police officers participated in his negligent homicide. Um, you know, we had Ahmaud Arbery that happened not too long ago. We had Breonna Taylor who was shot and then, you know, and then they tried to um, arrest and, and charge her, her boyfriend with trying to defend her life. We've got other stuff. Somebody was just murdered in Tallahassee. Um, you know, you had uh, you had one black uh, uh, Lyft driver, um, uh, what is it, I believe, uh, DoorDash driver or Grubhub driver that was followed and killed um, by a white person that he got into a car accident with. There's so much going on um, in our world right now that's just bringing, uh, that's just bringing a spotlight and magnifying the reality of what most of us in the black community and those who are conscious of the things happening in the black community have been aware of for a long time. And I want to I want to have a conversation and I want to talk about something that most people probably or I haven't seen anybody draw the correlation. But I'm going to talk about Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd and coronavirus and how the combination of these three circumstances and environments has created what I hope is um, is an opportunity where people cannot look away, people cannot ignore, and will ultimately be be left and responsible with facing the reality of what we are in America. Um, so that instead of instead of being distracted or occupied, um, we can take action and um, and start to and start to be better human beings start start to be better humanitarians start to be better neighbors um and especially for those of you who choose to believe or who claim to believe in christ also take an opportunity to be better christians so with that said i'm gonna talk about the coronavirus first because one thing that the coronavirus has done um is one showed what the american concept of freedom is right so when you look at the open up north carolina and california and washington and michigan or whatever when you look up these open our state back up 
um, events, right, where people go showing their, and basically they're, they're, they're going and making a forceful show of the fact that they know their rights and they're not afraid to exercise them, right? It's less about the coronavirus and social distancing and economic concerns. Really, it's a, right, it's a muscle flex of the Bill of Rights applies to me and I will not let a tyrannical government force that I do not agree with oppose my my rights, right? And so when I say my rights, I'm talking about um, largely the Bill of Rights, the first through the 10th Amendment, right? And you can see this in the fact that, you know, that's the right to assemble and it's the freedom of speech. And a lot of them had, uh, had some emphasis on the right to bear arms because everybody showed up to a protest about a virus with assault rifles and rocket launchers. I think the rocket launcher was fake, especially the one in North Carolina. But Right, that was more of a show of I have the right to wear to bear arms. You don't have the right to arrest and detain me. You don't have the right to tell me where to be. You don't have the right to tell me I can't speak. You don't have the right to tell me I have to wear a mask because I'm American and it's my right. When you've seen the breakdowns of all the Karens of America um, and just all the people who are losing their mind because they can't go shopping at Albertsons the way they want to or because Whole Foods is telling them to exercise a six feet distance distance in the charcuterie aisle with the fresh cheeses, right? Like people are losing their mind. But the reality is that's because for white America, rights are a thing, right? Like, and I, and I, I respect that, right? I respect people who are going out to stand up for their rights. They're like, I know the constitution. State can't tell me how far I got to stand from somebody. The state can't tell me I can't carry a gun out in public when the federal and the state law dictates that it's an open carry state and there's no prohibition against the type of rifle that I have because I've not modified it and it is uh, semi-automatic, but it's not automatic, right? They know all the ins and outs of the system because that system was built for their benefit, right? The coronavirus has shown us clearly that like white rights matter. Right, and that white people will protest their rights. Bro, pe white people will will be harmed, and stand for their rights. And I, you know what? And that's as American as apple pie. It's American as the Betty Ross flag. It's a Betsy Ross flag. It's American as the stars and stripes. That's what America is, right? America has been a history of resistance against things that people deem to be uncomfortable or unfair, right? But largely, that resistance and the voice of that resistance has been white men. Right. That was the civil, you know, that was the civil war. That was the revolutionary war. You know, that that's the wars that founded this country that led to the United States of America being the United States of America, because after the Bill of Rights is when slaves got to be, you know, got their freedom after the, uh, the Bill of Rights. That first 10 amendments is when women got the right to vote after those first 10 amendments is when, um, you know, is when there was uh, guaranteed rights under the Constitution for all people. So that Bill of Rights that everybody's out protesting at constitutional, um, you know, at, at constitutional halls and state capitals and all of this other stuff actually had nothing to do with black people, had nothing to do with women, had nothing to do with Native Americans and Mexicans. But it's cool because, you know, there are black people out there holding their guns, too. When, um, bruh, let me tell you something. When that bill was written, it didn't apply to you because you were still a slave and they had no concern and no thought at the time when they were amending it to make sure white men had the right to bear arms against tyrannical governments through the form of a militia they weren't thinking about you you were still a slave and three-fifths of a human being but i digress so that's the so but the, but that's what we've seen in the response to the coronavirus right them being restricted them having what we especially in the black community and, I, and i'm even my brothers in the um in the hispanic my brothers and sisters in the hispanic community we're looking like that's oppression to you it's like like being told you can't go get a haircut is oppression 
right? Being told that you got to keep distance at the Home Depot is oppression. Being told that, you know, 12 of y'all can't be loaded up on the boat to go fishing is oppression, right? Like, but it is, right, to them, because in America, uh, for the for the, for the most part, white men and, you know, and, and to, to, a, to a lesser degree, white women have always benefited from the constitutional rights of this country because they were written for them, right? So now that the coronavirus has challenged that and people are now in a state of oppression, of oppression because they, they see that the government overreaches, they see that the government will tell you what to do, they see that this like constitution is, um, is, is applicable, but not always, right? They, they see that there's loopholes in this system where the government will, will use the same words that you used to tout to express your freedom to tell you that you can't express your freedom, to tell you that you can't do whatever you want to, that it's for the greater good, it's for the benefit of society, it's for the greater health and safety of all of those around you. So now you've got that, you've got like the spirit of oppression in America, but then you also have like this spirit of, um, you've got this spirit of, a, of attention, right? So you've got so many people in America right now, and I'm gonna just pause to say, it's crazy that I'm doing the speed limit. Yes, I am talking on my phone, but like I'm, you know, I'm looking at it on occasion, it's on my knee. But like my stomach still turned the fact that there's a police officer in my rear view mirror, just FYI. But the, um, so so to, to try to continue if I can, cause it's distracting until he passes me. Cause you know, I, I can get pulled over and then they'll shoot me probably for talking on my phone. And that's how this video will end. But hopefully he drives past me cause there are other people speeding more than me, but we'll see. I got Delaware plates and I'm in, um, in North Carolina. So at the, I mean, so at the end of the day, right, this is what we're, um, what we're looking at. So now you've got that spirit of oppression that people have been dealing with. And then on top of the oppression, because people feel like they can't exercise their American and their God-given rights as they like to claim them. Uh, God didn't write the constitution, but yeah, that's a whole nother set, a whole nother discussion. Um, so yeah, people can't exercise their God-given rights. On top of that, now you add to that the fact that all of our normal hobbies and distractions have been removed, right? So our normal, you know, the, you know, we would see a shooting, somebody would get killed, and then it was back to our schedule program, right? It would pop up on our timeline for a little bit. We had a few friends that were socially conscious. We had, you know, a couple of celebrities or maybe athletes that we follow that are wear a t-shirt or wear a wristband. But then ultimately, everybody got back to their jobs. Entertainers got back to their job of entertaining. Athletes got back to their job um, of, of, of competing, right? Like everybody kind of went back to business. But the interesting thing about the coronavirus is that there is no normal business, right? Sports are canceled. So you can't numb your brain by just diving into sports statistics and worrying about NASCAR rate rankings, right? You can't focus on sports. You can't focus on the stock market because that just makes you depressed and even more nervous, like you, we can't consume ourselves with, with the normal nonsense that we see in entertainment because now even our entertainers, right, are being affected with coronavirus and now they're being more socially active because right now, you know, people aren't working on new shows, people aren't developing new content, people are just surviving and living and communicating and absorbing the world around them. And that's what's become dangerous because now the world that we used to block out by you know, overindulging ourselves in our entertainment, overindulging ourselves in our vacations and in our, our materialism, our shopping, our eating out, our, you know, whatever we would do, right? And I mean, now we're binge watching Netflix series, but now we done ran out of movies and most of us have started tripping on educational documentaries. So we're even trying to, we getting woke in our, um, in our, even in our entertainment. But like, 
now that that's the status of the coronavirus and that it's basically canceled everything that we used to distract ourselves with, everything that we used to, um, uh, you know, we used to obstruct our, our conscious and our emotion with, now we don't have any choice but to deal with those emotions or just to allow them in, right? It's harder for us to filter them out and to try to keep them off of our timelines and keep them out of our minds and, and to just do something else to inundate ourselves um, so that we cannot feel the pain, so that we cannot see the tragedy, so that we can ignore the reality of what's happening around us. So now that you've had that happen, and we're in a we're in a heightened state of oppression as Americans, right? We have less things to entertain us and to distract us. Then you got a mod Arbery. You got a video, a full video, not a photo after the fact, not a body laying on a concrete, not a chalk outline, not police tape. You see a man jogging that gets shot for jogging, right? Whether he entered the facility that somebody didn't call the police about, he was in a neighborhood and the people on the Facebook page meticulously reported his location so people could hunt him down because they felt like he did not belong. We all saw it. And if you didn't see it, go Google it. Because I want you to know why my voice just changed because I can see it in my mind. He died. But we didn't find out for two and a half months. The video got leaked from the, the third uh, the third criminal's um, cell phone video, right? And then the world got in an uproar. The state got in an uproar. The, the Georgia Bureau of Investigations had to intercede and get people. But people were so angry because we're like, this isn't even the cops. But the crazy thing is the cops covered it up because this guy used to be an officer and he used to be an investigator for the district attorney. Um, and, and so basically they protected his family and left the burden and the concern and basically left the, the mother and Ahmad's family with the image that your son was a criminal and somebody just stopped him from stealing. It's painful. It was real. It was raw. It was visual, right? It didn't have to be interpreted. It didn't need, we didn't need forensic scientists and, and everybody else to try to evaluate. Like we had to try to figure out what happened with Trayvon, what happened with Tamir Rice, what happened with Mike Brown because the angle wasn't good and you know, you don't know what happened and he charged it. Like, no, it was so clear, right? Even when the autopsy came out and said he got hit three times, it was so clear that he started fighting for his life after he already got hit with the first gunshot blast, right? Like we all watched it and something turned in our stomachs and we couldn't turn away from it. We couldn't just go back to our regularly scheduled program. We couldn't just ignore it and walk into the break room. We kept getting Facebook notifications. We kept seeing new Instagram feeds. We kept seeing stuff on the news, like all of the stuff that we've been connected to for our entertainment now turned on us and started speaking to our conscience and started speaking to our heart and started breaking us down and showing us how depraved the taking of a black life can be. And then we feel some sense of victory, right? The Travis and Gregory are, are arrested. Then, you know, the, the third individual, I think that he's going by, you know, he's going by, he goes by Brody. I think Travis Dunn or something like that. I don't know, I don't want to misquote it. But then he's arrested as the person filming and essentially an accomplice to the, the murder of Ahmad. And then we, we feel victorious. And then George Floyd, we watch for four minutes as it's clear that his life and his consciousness is leaving his body, as his eyes stop blinking, as his chest stops moving, as his muscles stop fighting, 
just from one vintage, just from one, one perspective, from one camera angle. We see an EMT that's off-duty plead to check his pulse. You hear a cop make snub remarks about, stay off, hey kids, this is why you stay off drugs. I heard a grocery store clerk say maybe he just overdosed on drugs. You just watched this man die. Then you realize it wasn't just Officer Tao and I think Officer Derek, right, that were that were there. You realize there were two other police officers holding this man's body to the ground. Then you watch EMTs show up and not even try to rush to, provo to, to provide life-saving support, right? They allow the police to drag this man who's already lifeless onto a gurney, still handcuffed, not trying to support his head when he's clearly injured in distress. And then you see the pain all over again. So yeah, there was there there might be justice for Ahmad, but now, now George is dead. Now his family is mourning. Now another city is in turmoil. Now another city is feeling this pain. And what do we do? Right, then the mayor speaks up and other people speak up. And this is the same place where Philando Castile was shot and that, that officer wind up not getting charged, right? So now there's no hope in this situation either because not only did the police do it, but the police watched. They watched as that man not had his, his, his knee, as some of my police officer friends have said, you put your knee on the upper shoulder to immobilize somebody. You don't put your knee in their neck, right? So as the other officers watched and as the other officers refused at least 17 or 18 requests to check his pulse to make sure that he was all right, they allowed him to die. And yes, they got fired. Yes, people are threatened in their lives. Yes, riots have broke out. Yes, cities have been burnt down. Yes, buildings have been broken into. Yes, criminals took advantage of things and started to loot. And yes, people are getting angry. And so protests start and become riots. But when, when will we see? And I think we're seeing now. Right? I think anybody who's not seeing is intentionally being blind. Anybody who's not seeing is intentionally turning off their hearts and trying to stick their head into the dirt because they don't want to feel the pain that I feel. They don't want to feel the pain that my friends feel. And not just my friends who are black, my friends who are white, my friends who are atheists, my friends who are agnostic, my friends who are transgendered, gay, whatever they are. If they can see the pain, then why the hell, Christians, are you not feeling the pain? Why? Why did it take the coronavirus, a global pandemic? Why does it take video evidence of a man being hunted down and assassinated? Why does it take the image of someone leaning on a black man's neck for eight minutes and watching him die before you care? I am tired of this world. I am tired of these systems. I am tired of the racism. I am tired of it. But what I'm hurt by isn't the system. I expect this world to be corrupt. What I'm hurt by is people who will wear a crucifix on their neck, people who will post scriptures, people who will talk about um, the, the, the unjust treatment of, of the unborn, people who will talk about abortion, people who will talk about gay marriage and the sanctity of God's institutions, but you are silent, you are, you are invisible, you are not present when people are clearly being mistreated, when justice is clearly not being 
advocated for. You have power. You have property. You 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 know you sway politics. You sway local elections. You have involvement in all of these things. Every facet of life the church touches, and we're supposed to be a light unto the world. We're supposed to be a salt. But I can't taste you, and I can't see you. In the midst of a coronavirus pandemic, I've seen more more secular people. I've seen more worldly people showing love for those in need than I've seen from the church. And 90% of the people on my Facebook timeline, on my Instagram feed, consider themselves to be Christians, right? I know Christians who are millionaires, right? I don't. I see more NBA players and rappers and whatever else doing for their community than I do for churches. And yeah, maybe I didn't see it. Maybe it's you not letting the right hand know what the left hand is doing. But I also know members of your churches who are still starving and you ain't offering no coronavirus relief. Why does the coronavirus, Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd... Why did it have to take all of that for some of you? And what will it have to take for the rest of you? Because there's still so many of you that jump to, well, it's black on black crime and black people kill black people all the time. And what are we doing about Chicago? And what are we doing about Baltimore? And what are we doing about um, Philadelphia? And what are we doing about the crimes in Los Angeles? Right. And, you know, and, you know, and it just happens. And there are a few bad apples. You know what? There were a few bad priests. (laughs) that molested children as well. Did we find that to be acceptable? Did we tell the children that it was their fault? Did we tell the children that they should have just complied? No, right? There There was an uproar, especially of those who were not Catholic, right? That within the church, that the church should never hide, right, the abuses and the burdens of those who are doing evil, sinful things. So why is the church standing around quiet now? The church has a spotlight. The church has a platform. Most of these pastors are on, you know, on committees, right? They've got the ear of the governor. They've got the ear of the mayor. They've got the ear of the city. But that you choose to say nothing. And those of you that are choosing to speak, God bless you. I thank you. I see you. Whenever I get an opportunity to, I try to tell you that I love you. I appreciate you because it's hard. It's hard to not be in this body, to not be in this skin and try to empathize with us. It's hard to not just look away because you know what? It's hard for me to be black and to deal with it. So I can only imagine how it feels to be white and to try to understand and to empathize. But for those of you who still haven't heard us, for those of you who still are not listening, what will it take? Please tell me. I'm pleading, I'm asking, I'm praying, I am hoping that you can tell me what will it take? Because now you've got a global pandemic that got your attention. You got video footage that you can't avoid. And if you can't still see why we say black lives matter, I really need to know how to help you because I love you. And I hate to think that you don't love me, but I'll show you grace anyway. God bless. I guess it's time to, I mean, I guess it's time for me to reintroduce myself. (laughs) They thought I was sleeping. Let's go. Look, they keep the power in the pale hands of a few petty patriarchs that use politics as that new levy. But this Katrina of lyrics gonna expose deadly flaws in the design you created to keep these fools steady. 
distracted. Conspiracies constrict our actions. We argue, creating factions. They laughing and paper stacking. Depletion of precious sources. These oil barons deploying soldiers for fortune. While we ignoring the daily torture. Oppressive police forces on video still exploiting. Charges get trumped up. We got charges against Trump. When a system is so corrupt that the president needs a pardon. Political Jordan sounds like battle rappers with targets. Christians divided. Morality in the middle. Mortality of our children. They dying, lacking fulfillment. Connected by Wi-Fi. Still only so they cry and hide. The pain inside behind filters and timelines. Come on. It's only gonna take a minute. They tried to rock me to sleep. Look. Our culture promotes consumption, comparison, confrontation Measured by broken standards, these scales on our eyes waiting for blessings To cure this blindness, I see no progress Just agendas in new containers, label who got next I test the spirit, the ethos of modern ages Obsession, affections accumulating But still we feel disconnected distractions Our identity is still in fragments We living for social media, lacking in content I meant contentment, recognition Don't make you visible, captures capture emotions you wish Someone would listen to I'm on the mission to Bring some publicity Freedom I found in Christ Makes me a statue of liberty Stand in the face of enemies With an angelic infantry See, I fear no evil Cause I know that God will strengthen me Inside this black skin Trapped in a dark world I use my story to aim at your hearts Like an arch to bank <laughs> I keep laughing but it ain't funny Church is divided like a hybrid with different energy spectrum between prosperity and American industry. So little symmetry because Christ of the Bible would see strangers who now identify as his disciples. Devoid of his basic principles. Love our neighbor too spiritual. They born again. Now they racism is just subliminal. Evangelizing while claiming the color blindness but illustrations of Jesus with no color because we blind, huh? We want a savior to match our reflection because inside we take our destiny in our own directions. Then blame the devil for our failures and beg God for correction and give credit to karma or our third eye for successes. We are our own gods chasing idolatry created by the kingdoms we erect to fight the poverty. I mean the brokenness. Start feeding on this hopelessness. We skip the hocus pocus but still end up with a potion of concoctions. Concocting plans for survival instead of looking the crosses. We crossing off sacrifice and adding to our indulgence it will never satisfy but the enemy is the father of lies so take the pie i mean that slice of sedition used as a wedge to keep us separated from heaven and sliding to hell tell me be quiet and i yell prone to disobedience but these fruits of the spirit got me eating peace of him wow, wow, wow.